Lord God, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for arms to be able to raise to praise you. Thank you for a mouth to be able to open up to you, Lord. Thank you, God, that no one had to carry us into the house of God, Lord, but you gave us legs and feet to walk this morning, God. Thank you for vehicles, Lord, who are able to drive to the house of God, Lord. I thank you, Lord God, Lord. I thank you, Lord, most of all for accessing to your presence, God, Lord. Oh, God, will you sit in your presence that's fullness of joy. Thank you for this day, Lord. Lord, a new day, Lord. Lord, with new possibilities, Lord. New dreams, new aspirations. For your word declares, this is the day you have made, God. And Lord, we make a choice to rejoice in it and to be glad in it, God. I thank you for it this morning, God. I thank you, almighty God. I give you glory, God, once again. I give you honor and praises, God. In Jesus' name, amen. And the people of God said amen. Can we stand on our feet and make some noise in the house? And if you're joining with us, can you make some noise in your house? And go ahead and click the like button and the share button. We know that we serve an awesome God. If you know that we serve an awesome God, can you give God some praise with your hands like this? Hallelujah, Jesus. We know him as the Lion of Judah, so we want to celebrate him today. Come on. Put those hands together,
Let's thank God for our worship team. What a blessing. Tomorrow begins our vacation Bible school. Amen. So, every evening, tomorrow, uh, not just tomorrow, but uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, I would love to see all of you come and fellowship and learn, have fun, and minister and be a blessing to somebody. Sometimes it's not about you. It's about being there to be a blessing to others. So every evening, beginning tomorrow morning, I look forward to seeing every one of you here. Amen. Thank God for all of our leaders in the house, the ministers and deacons and deaconesses. We appreciate you. By the way, I'd like to see you all. So those of you who are ministers, get in the habit of sitting up front. And Dickens, amen. Like I see Dickens Brown, Dickens Jackson. I want to see you all. The ministers, amen. Dickenesses. That's Dickens Copeland and Matthew. Dickens Matthew, you'll find a spot. Amen. Typically, that's your amen corner. So, you want to see them. Amen. We are grateful to all of you for what you're doing in the work of the ministry. Please don't forget our project is still on. We are believing God that this coming year which is few months from now, really. Um, we are believing God to start working on the construction of a new building for our young people. Um, it's, amen. It's all right to clap. So, what I need from you is to please double up on your commitment and your giving. Because if you have built anything, you will know that the way the banking system works, they want you to have skin in the game. That's just the way they operate. So the bank is ready for us. So the only question is, are we ready? Does that make sense? So whether we are ready or not would depend on your giving. My giving, your giving. So when next year comes in a few months and I call the bank and say, knock, knock. They say, who is there? They say, Zion Hill. Zion Hill who? I say, you know me. <laughs> When we talk, we make it happen. So, and that's the way it works. So we are we asking all of you, please double up on your commitment. 
and you know exactly what we are doing, you know where we are going. So, and if you have any question, please feel free to call me directly. My phone is public. Everybody in the community called me, so why not you? Ask me questions or ask any of these deacons or ministers and deaconesses. Find out whatever you need to find out. And let's make things happen for the glory of God. Amen? Also, I want to say thank God for all of you with praise report. We're grateful for the healing that is taking place. Thank you for always letting pastor know what God is doing in your life. I expect that your prayer be answered. I expect that you be healed. Amen. I'm grateful for all the praise report. New automobiles. Amen. Somebody say, Pastor, that brand new navigator is mine. I say, hallelujah. I expect <laughs> that you be blessed. Amen. I thank God for those of you getting married. It's a blessing. This is a house of blessing. And some of you might say, Pastor, okay, what am I doing wrong? I hear all this praise report and... I've not seen the hand of God in my life. Well, I will say three things. Number one, look a little closer. If you look a little closer, you will see that God has been good. That's right. Amen. And also, I will, secondly, I will say, just keep holding on. Hang on there. The game is not over. <laughs> so just hang in there. Watch the Lord is fixing to do. Amen. That's why the Bible says, don't be weary in well-doing. The third thing I will tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I always tell people to follow me as I follow Christ. Sometimes it takes a mountain for you to see God. So what you may be going through is is part of the equation. (laughs) Sometimes it takes crossing the Red Sea. To see your miracle. And sometimes it takes experience in some desert. So, all you need to do is just, <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, do I walk through. You're walking through it. You're not staying there. So, these two shall pass. So, just be encouraged. Wherever you are in your Christian walk, Know that God has not forsaken you. Amen. Amen. Thanks to all of our guests this morning. If you're visiting for the first time, let me see your hand. I just want to celebrate you and bless you. Amen. Well, I didn't see no hand. 
So that means, brothers and sisters, we are forgetting the verse that says, go to the highways, go to the byways, compel men and women to come so that my house may be full. So please, let us not forget the word of God because God said, behold, I'll come quickly to reward every man, every woman according to their works, according to what you have done in the kingdom of God. And if you don't do anything, you just show up. <laughs> so please don't, when the choir is singing, I shall wear a golden crown, just shut up. Don't, don't say a word. Because <laughs> those crowns are reserved as reward for doing the work of the ministry. Amen? Invite somebody to come. Encourage somebody to come. Make sure that all your own family are in the house of the Lord. All minds clear? Amen. Let's stand to our feet for the reading of the word. Thank you, worship team. We appreciate you. What a blessing. Open your Bible to the book of Psalms. 133. So glad to see Pastor Greg Tinney back with us. He was under the weather and the Lord healed him. Amen. What a blessing. He pastored a very growing church there. Nazarene, second Nazarene. Amen. Psalms 133, verse number 1. If you find it, please say amen. amen. The book of Psalms 133, verse number 1. It says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is. For brethren to dwell together in what? In what? That's what we're going to talk about today. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for everyone that is assembled here this morning. Thank you for waking us up this morning. Thank you the blood is flowing in our veins. Lord, we thank you for giving us a testimony. I pray this morning concerning any need in the house. You are a way maker, oh God. Make a way for your people. For those who are believing God for healing in their body. We say yes and amen to your healing this morning. 
for those who are believing God for a miracle. We say yes and amen to your miracle this morning. Somebody here is believing God for breakthrough in their life. Father, we say yes and amen to your promises. Touch us in a very special way. Glorify yourself in this house. Help me to preach your word. Help our hearing. Be sure that the word of God go through. And Lord, I thank you. The miracles, signs, and wonder shall be our portion this day. Thank you for souls in the kingdom. In Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, It's Time for Unity. It's time for what? Unity. Unity. By permission of the Holy Spirit, my assignment is to talk about unity. Why am I talking about unity? Because we are living in days of division. Am I right about it? For example, there's a lot of division in homes. There are divisions even in churches. There are divisions even in the body of Christ. There are divisions even within the community. And there are division even in the nation. I know we call ourselves United States of America. But are we really united right now? You be the judge. So this message is very timely that the Holy Spirit is calling attention for unity. You see, this unity used to be something that is done under cover. But now it's blatant. In your face. I don't care what you feel about it. People just making a career out of sowing seed of discord among the brethren. The Bible said six things God hates. The seventh is an abomination unto him. And one of those things on the list is somebody who sowed discord among the brethren. We need unity. Am I right about it? Our passage today says, Behold, how good 
and how pleasant it is for everybody to dwell together in unity. It means, ladies and gentlemen, God is a God of unity. I believe the body of Christ has a role to play in keeping our nation united. I believe Christians have a serious role to play in making sure that our country, our state, our city, our homes stays united. Do you agree with that? Please, ladies and gentlemen, don't expect the government to unite us if the church is divided. Judgment starts in the house of God. If you're waiting on the government to do it, and the body of Christ is divided, the government don't stand a chance. So what is unity? Ladies and gentlemen, it's very, very important that you know what it is. It is basically when you find a group of people going in the same direction to achieve a common purpose. So like we are a church, one of the things that I love about Zion Hill, I've been here more than two decades now. No controversy. That's what unity is about. A group of people, it could be a city, could be a state, could be a nation. You have unity when everybody is going in the same direction to achieve a common goal. If you don't believe me, look at football. I happen to like football. There are 11 players there. But guess what? They're all heading towards the same goal. You don't see them running against each other. You don't see them running in opposite direction of each other. They're all heading the same direction. Yet, there are different players. Yet, there are different coaches. Offensive coach, defensive coach, special team coach, different coaches. Different players. People are playing different positions on the field. But they're united. They're marching in the same direction. Unity is not being the same. Unity simply means you're on the same page. I don't have to be exactly like you. You don't have to be exactly like me. But oh, unity comes when we are all on the same page. It's okay to be different. 
In fact, God don't expect us to be the same. For example, God does not expect men trying to be women. Or women trying, hey, don't turn me off. <laughs> you know I'm anointed. There's a reason why God made them male and female. God created different genders. God created different races. God created different culture. Some people like classical music. Some people like contemporary gospel. Some people like black gospel. Some people like country music. It's beautiful. There's nothing wrong for us to be different. We don't have to be of the same race, of the same party, of the same gender, of the same denomination. But we need to work together. That's what unity is all about. I remember going to school over there in Riverside, California, and one of the requirements for for my major as a music major, you have to attend two concert, orchestra concert. And I never will forget when I would go to those orchestra. I mean, before the concert starts, everybody is playing on their instrument. Yes, and it's a, it's a big mess. Yes, what we call huge discord. But ladies and gentlemen, all of a sudden a conductor show up with a little stick in his hand. And once he raised that stick, all of a sudden, everything get quiet. The next time you hear sound from that hundreds of musicians, oh, it'd be so beautiful and so harmonious. Ladies and gentlemen, I stop by to tell you that the conductor of your soul, the Holy Spirit, he sent me here this morning on an assignment to tell everyone under the sound of my voice, it's time for unity. Let's stop fighting each other. Let's stop hating each other. Let's stop talking about each other. Ain't nobody shouting now. Let's stop being jealous of each other. Let's stop being envious of each other. What God has done for somebody, he's able to do it for you. Let's stop pulling each other down. Every time somebody is going up, we'll pull him down. Ladies and gentlemen, let's stop fighting and arguing and forcing, nitpicking. These are things that hold up our community from growing. 
It will hold up our family. It will hold up our nation. Let's stand for unity. Unity at home. Unity at the church. Unity in the city. Unity in the parish. Unity in the state. Unity in the whole nation. That's the heart of God. The truth be told, we can be more loving. We can be more kind. We can be more considerate of one another. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a choice in this matter. We can choose either to be in conflict with one another and be getting nowhere. Or we can choose to be a peacemaker. I don't know about you. I choose peace. We went to Israel. Bunch of you are with me. Everywhere we go, you see people say shalom, shalom, shalom. Everywhere we go, that's how they greet us. Peace. I hope and pray that you will be an instrument of peace. The Bible says, in case you don't know, in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 9, the Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers. Guess what God said about them? They shall be called sons and daughters of Almighty God. If I ask you how many of you are children of God, many of you will raise your hand. But if you've been acting like a player hater and creating division and you're always messy, you cannot call yourself a child of God. The book of Romans chapter 12 verse 18 says, as much as it depends on you, live peacefully. That's right, pastor. Live peacefully with everybody. In other words, don't be a part of any mess. Don't be a part of any division. You are ambassadors for Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.20 You literally, as I'm standing here, I'm an agent of Almighty God. What I do matters. What I say matters. The book of Romans chapter, 18, chapter 13 verse 8. It says, Oh no man anything but just to love them. It don't matter what they do to you. But your duty, my duty, is to owe them nothing but love. Like I said about football, every one of those players, instead of fighting their differences, 
they unite for a common goal. And we can do the same thing. You know, this, this precious state, we have a bird that's our, our symbol for the state. They call them the, the pelicans. And the other day, you see, I was, I must admit, I was bored that day. So when I'm bored, I like to read. That's what I do. So I started reading about the pelicans. I want to know how they got here. I want to know why we choose the pelicans. And in the process, I learned a lot. And one of the things I learned about the pelicans is that as big as they are, when they fly, they fly in formation. There are birds like that. In fact, they fly in V-shaped formation. And you need to be asking yourself, why do they fly in formation when they migrate? By flying together in formation, they're able to save energy. And I will say to this community, whoever is listening to me, we can save a lot of energy if we stop fighting each other. Why do they fly? Information is teamwork. Can you imagine if every family is working together? Husband and wife working together. The children, the parents working together. Can you imagine if every church house working together? Can you imagine if every city is working together? Can you imagine if every parish? Can you imagine if the state is working together? Can you imagine if the folks in Congress? Yes, those of you in Congress. See, when you, when you fly in formation, there's that extra lift. All of you become productive together. Please take note, you cannot fly in formation without taking position. Part of the problem here is that too many people are out of position. It's a dangerous thing if, if you're on the team and you play in the wrong position. They cannot fly in formation unless everybody is in sync. That means we are flapping our wings together. We are heading in the same direction. No one is pushing while the other one is pulling. Just imagine if those pelicans are going on long journey, research so they can fly for miles and miles. Imagine if one or two of them is out of formation. Guess what happens to that one? You lose your lifting power. 
you become a drag in the system. I'm believing God for a day when somebody will be doing reports in the whole nation and they will say, Louisiana, number one. Top. When I say I see you at the top, it's not just for individual blessings. There are individual blessings. There are corporate blessings. I'm looking for a day when they will say the smartest person. You see, just just a few days ago, a, a little girl won the spelling bee. They said, where is she from? Louisiana. I said, yes! The only way we can, we're going to get there, we've got to be on the same page. Amen. The other day, my wife and I, we were watching some sport events together. It's called hockey. Don't, 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 don't hit on me. I'm not too much into hockey. But there was nothing else going on. So we decided to watch it. And bless God, there's a, a team from the United States, from Tampa, they call them Tampa Bay. And there's a team from Canada. And it was the finest. And bless God, the U.S. team won. And I enjoyed, I said, hey, another victory under our belt. And then, all of a sudden, the media want to talk to the most valuable player. They brought him to the microphone and they start asking him, how did you do it? You were awesome. You were great. You were dynamic. How did you do it? And then he began to talk. He said, I thank God for all my coach. Come on, sir. He said, I thank God. For all my teammates. He said, I thank God for all my trainers. You want to know how I did it? He said, remove the word I and put we in it. Isn't it a shame that the people of the world understand the concept of unity than folks in the house of God? When we walk together in unity, power is released. Healing begins to take place. Miracles, signs and wonder in the house of God. You know what I'm trying to suggest to you? There is power in unity. Please take note. The Bible says, behold, how good and pleasant. It's for brethren to dwell together in unity. But the truth be told, you can dwell and not be together. We can be living in the same city and not be together. Ain't nobody shouting now. You can be living in the same house. Husband and wife. Along with the children. 
and not be together. The Bible is not complicated. I always tell people. Just pay attention to the details. Behold, it's good, it's pleasant for brethren, people to dwell, not just dwell, but dwell together in unity. So I ask you this question this morning. Is there unity in your life? You'll be amazed how many people there's a fight within themselves. Their mind is fighting their heart. Their heart is fighting the body. Is there unity in your soul? I ask you this, this question. Is there unity in your marriage? Is there unity in your home? You know you can be married and still be unhappy. And nobody shouting today. <laughs> That's when you know you're preaching good. <laughs> Is there unity in your church? Is there unity in your city? Is there unity in your nation? As a family, you either have the same goal or you have what we call competing goals. But I hear the Lord say, a house divided against itself. Guess what will happen to that house? <laughs> I didn't write the book now. I'm just reminding you the house will not stand. That kingdom will not stand. That city will not stand. That state will not stand. That nation will not stand. If you don't believe me, when you get home, you read the book of Genesis chapter 11. You will remember the story, how the people were building what they call the Tower of Babel. Am I still in the book? And bless God, they were building. And then God showed up to check things out. That's a sermon by itself. When God showed up, hallelujah. In verse number 6 of Genesis 11, the Bible says basically, by the way, the problem was not the idea of building, but the problem is that they were worshiping the tower and not worshiping God. That becomes an idol. Whenever your project or your business or ministry or whatever you're working on becomes so important that you can't show up in church, You're worshiping the project and not God. So you know what happened. God basically came and confused their language and they don't understand each other anymore. But God says something that, that really got my attention in verse number six. 
In Genesis chapter number 11, verse 6, God said, I had to do that because if they stick together in unity, there's nothing they would not be able to achieve. I can stop there and preach to every family, every city, every parish, every state, every nation listening to me. We are unstoppable when we work together. The sky is the limit. Even God recognized that. That's why we must pursue unity. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure you will say, Pastor, what is, why is this unity thing such a big deal? I'm glad you asked. Look at the book of Psalms 133, verse number 3. He's still talking. He starts out in verse 1 and says, It's good, it's pleasant for brethren to dwell together in unity. Then when he gets to verse number 3, he tells you why unity is important. He said, Because there God commands blessings. In other words, God is saying, wherever I find unity, I will bless the people. That's why unity is very important. I was discussing yesterday with my wife. I hope I didn't get in trouble with this. I, I was sharing with her what I'm going to be preaching. He said, why do you always deal with company? Complicated issue. Just leave it alone. I said, baby, I am on an assignment. Once you hear from God, you got to do it. I want God to command blessings in this community. I want God to command blessings in your house. I want God to command blessing in my house. When I hear Central Louisiana, I want us to be on the top. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the heart of God. He said, we are fine unity. That's where I will command blessings. You can stop fighting at home and open the door for God to bless your family. That's how simple it is. You can stop fighting in your church and it opened the door for God to bless the church. Just a few days ago, I was sitting there, I was having a meeting. Uh, with my CFO. True story. He's a member of this church. You can ask him. My, my own summer is not too complicated. I just, I just keep it real. And I was, I was trying to share with him where I'm going with the church. I said, look, fall in line. This is where we're heading. This is what's next. This is how we're going to get here. This this. And I said, Pastor, are you an accountant? No, I'm not an accountant. But you've got to know where you're going. 
you got to count the cost. Now, I'm depending on you to go make it happen. Mine is to show you the vision. Yours is to get it done. Is there any questions? <laughs> I said, this meeting is adjourned. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I know God cannot lie. He made it clear when he find people working together, he will command blessings. Grass may wither, flowers may fade, but the word of God will stand forever. So change your thinking from me and mine to we. And all of a sudden, miracles begin to happen in your house, in your city, in your business, in your state, in your nation. No wonder why Joshua, my homeboy, in the book of Joshua, chapter 24, verse 16, you remember how he said, he said, you all do what you want to do, but as for me and my house, guess what's next? We, underline that word, we. That's how you get blessed. You got to change your conversation from me and mine to we. That's where God will command blessing. When your marriage is more than me and mine, that's where God will command blessings. When your church is more than me, mine, that's where God will command blessings. When your city is more than me, mine, that's where God will command blessings. When your state is more than me, mine, when your nation is more than me, mine, that's where God will command blessings. You know, the problem, ladies and gentlemen, people are becoming too selfish. Somebody needs to preach this gospel. People are becoming too self-centered. And by the way, for the sake of time, they point out the tools. By the way, I understand why my wife said the Leave this thing alone. Because that's a wife. She's protective of her husband. <laughs> Hallelujah. Notice the tools that the enemy is using to create division among us. Race. Even the church now is arguing on race theory. Look at the tools, denominations. Now, you think your denomination is better than my denomination. I think mine is better than yours. What kind of foolishness is going on here? 
Look at the tools. He used culture. He used gender. People used to be proud to be a woman or proud to be a man. Look at the tools the enemy is using to divide us. He's using class. He's using politics. What party this one belong? What party? What kind of stupidity going on in our world today? What good? What party you come from if you're a devil? So how do we establish unity? By what standard? Ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you, we don't want to use our emotions. That's not going to work. We don't want to set standard of unity by reasons alone. It got to be, that standard got to be centered on what God said. It should be centered on the truth. Absence of truth is bondage. We need to stop lying to one another and speak the truth in love. Pastor, what what are you talking about, the truth? You remember during Juneteenth, we, we just celebrate Juneteenth not too long ago, but the truth be told, the slaves were free January 18. 1863. 1863. But somebody hide the truth. And the truth never came out until June 1865. Whenever the truth is hidden, people stay in bondage. In all your getting, get understanding. True unity must be grounded on the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, what is the truth? John 17, 17 says, sanctify them with thy word. Thy word is the truth. That's why the Bible says, let all men be liars. <laughs> let God be true. Hallelujah. If God is not in the equation, your unity is in trouble. That's why Jesus prayed five times. In the book of John chapter 17, He said, Lord, I pray for unity. Make them one as you and I are one. Five times he prayed in one chapter. You see in verse 11 of John 17. You see it again in verse 21, verse 22, verse 23. I mean, it just goes on and on, just saying the same thing. Lord, please, I'm praying for the unity 
One time he told the disciple, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples. What is the standard? What is the test? That you love one another. And yet you have people in the same church won't talk to one another. What kind of what kind of messed up mind is that? We need unity in the house. Why do we need it? If two or three shall agree, remain concerning anything. Touchdown. That's the church of my dream. Let's walk in unity. Amen. Amen. I say let's walk in unity. I wonder what will happen if we get in unity. Can you just imagine if we do like the day of Pentecost and we're in the same place with one mind in one accord. Can you imagine what God would do around here? Well, let unity start from this house. Anointing is transparent. Did you all know that? If I can get every one of you here united on the same page, it will rub off on the city. It will rub off on the parish. It will rub off on the state. It will rub off on the nation. You are the light of this world. A city that is set on the hill, that's right, son. It cannot be hidden. It cannot be. It's not a coincidence that you are called Zion Hill. You are church on the hill. You cannot be hidden. Let your light so shine. <laughs> Let your light so shine among men that they will see your good work and glorify your Father who is in heaven. I got to stop. Everyone stand to your feet. Today I came to share. God bless you to share with you solid meat. This is not milk. When we grow up, babies don't eat meat. They feed on milk. But once you grow up, then we need to be eating solid food. I wonder how many of us here will say, Pastor, before God, I want to commit myself to the unity of my family. I want to commit myself to the unity of this church. I want to commit myself to the unity of this city. We know the truth, that we need to allow the truth to set us free. Eyes have not seen it. 
years I've not heard it. It's not been conceived in the hearts of men what God has in stock for us. So we're going to start with forgiving one another. Hallelujah. So everybody, I don't know what they've done. I don't know what they said. I don't know when, where. Lose that man. Woman, thou art loose. Brother, you are loosed. Forgive your own husband. Forgive your wife. Forgive your ex-husband. That the Son of God set free is free indeed. Hallelujah. Let's turn this house to a house of prayer, a house of love. A house of miracle. A house of flowing with milk and honey. That's the heart of God for us. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for studying the word of God with me. The word of God is powerful. Man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you for your faithfulness. You said, just speak the word, I will do the rest. I'm grateful that you are faithful and true to touch the hearts of men and women. Make us one, oh God. One in spirit. Make us one in our homes, in our church, in our city, in our community, oh God. Glorify yourself in this house. Touch us one more time. We come against every demonic spirit of division. We come against every assignment of the devil. Against this city. Against this parish. Against this nation, oh God. Thank you that our children are coming back. Thank you, O God, that our churches are coming back. Thank you, O God, that our city are coming back. More of you and less of us. We cover this region with the blood of Jesus. And we thank you. We are saving your arms. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give the Lord God a clap offering. I want to thank you for being here this morning. If you need prayer, will you please take advantage of the number under the screen. Call that number. There are ministers of the gospel ready, willing, and able to pray with you.
If you have come to bless God with your giving this morning, there are ushers at the back of the church. Please give as the Lord prosper you. And I'm praying that God will increase you more and more. Those of you who are live streaming with us, watching on TV, listening on radio, you can join us in this aspect of worship called giving. Go to our website, zionhill.com, and there's opportunity for online giving. Believe me when I tell you, the same anointing that is in this house will come upon you. I speak increase in your life. I call you blessed coming in, blessed going out. That is my prayer for you. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. Will you please help me welcome our worship team? This is the game. All right. Praise the Lord. As we get ready to go, can we just sing this song of unity right here? Hallelujah, Jesus. It says, I need you and you need me. Sing it with us. We're all a part of God's body. Stand with me. Agree with me. We're all a part of it God's It is His will. That every need be supplied. You are important to me. I need you to survive. Now look at somebody in the row in front of you, behind you, and just point to them and tell them, say, I need you. Say, I need you. Saying, you need me. We're all a part of God's body. Say, stand with me. And agree with me. For greater that God is doing in our lives. Because it is his will. That every one of you needs me sometimes. And guess what? You're important to me. And I need you to survive. Say you are important to me. I need you to survive. Now one more time, point at somebody and say, I'm going to pray for you so you pray for me. I pray. You pray for me. I see you, brothers. I love you. I need you. And I won't harm you with words from my mouth. But I declare unity. Say, I pray for you. I pray. You pray for me. I love you. And I need you to survive. I won't harm you. With words from my mouth, I love you, I need you. Come on, lift it loud. I pray for you, my brother, my sister, you pray for me. I love you, I need you. And I won't hold you with words from my mouth, with words from my mouth. I love you, I need you too. I pray for you. 
have a blessed day and a blessed week in Jesus' name. Go in peace. I need